For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. to the point for Gardner. His shot is blocked. And away comes Adam Ernie with speed down the middle, working in, and he scores on the back end. Adam Ernie blocks the shot, goes the distance, and now has given Detroit the lead with six minutes and 20 seconds to go here in the third period. It's a 4-3 Red Wings advantage. Slavin has it into the Detroit zone on the back end, gets it to the point for Oh, they score! at the blue line, works it across to Pesci, Pesci goes down low to Niederreiter, back to the point for Natchez, he goes across for Ajo, Ajo looks for Nagel, he scores! And this one's not coming off the board! Ajo ties it at four! This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. Uh, I know uh, many of you unhappy tonight. Certainly the Hurricanes could have gotten two points. You people look at the standings. Detroit's terrible, awful, wretched team. Shouldn't beat anybody. Uh, Beat the Hurricanes in a shootout, 5-4. They got some fortunate bounces. Carolina was a little uh, not great in their own end. And such is life in the big city. Sports, people. Uh, Hurricanes got a point out of it. As you heard there, Sebastian Ajo scoring uh, what I believe might have been, uh, well, it wasn't for the second time in about a minute because Nino got his stick on the the initial shot, the initial puck uh, that was uh, waved off. But uh, the Hurricanes managed to get a point out of a game where they were probably the better team. Can you follow that? But Carolina was better than Detroit tonight. But Carolina made a lot of mistakes, and uh, ultimately, they got a point. Yay! Yay point! They're still in first place. The Canes Corner Podcast, morning after edition, brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There is no place like it. Uh, Maybe uh, you want gutter helmets. We've had some uh, rain lately. You don't want stuff getting in your gutters? Gutter helmets keep stuff out of your gutters. As they say, you'll never get on a ladder again. I mean, maybe not to do gutters. You'll probably get on a ladder. Anyway, aluminumcompany.com. All right, uh, 5-4 shootout loss. Carolina still in first place. Rejoice, people. Still in first place. Tampa was in the process of beating Nashville. Uh, and it's uh, as the time we are starting to record this, two nothing lightning late uh, inside of four minutes. So Tampa's going to win that game, and Tampa and Carolina will be tied atop the Central Division, uh, and that's okay. Carolina and Tampa will play two more times in Tampa this year. Uh, Hurricanes will play on Monday against Detroit, and then 
Uh, they will host Nashville for two next week to uh, round out this eight-game homestand. Look, uh, at, at many times, not just this year, last year I really thought it was a, a big problem. Puck management, having trouble clearing the zone, and tonight it cost them. It cost them really on the first three Detroit goals, uh, and we are not trying to take credit away from great plays on the part of the Red Wings. Dylan Larkin, uh, you know, crashed the net, had a puck go off his knee and go in. Uh, second one was a deflection in front by Anthony Mantha. Uh, third goal was sort of friendly fire. It went off of Jordan Stahl's skate uh, after Mrazek made the initial save, but, you know, it uh, it happens. You make your breaks. Uh, and when you try it, when you play in front, right in front of the goaltender, Chances are you're going to get a bounce or two, and Detroit got three tonight. Um, but so there was a bit of misfortune. Again, a knee, Jordan Stahl's skate, a deflection, and a block shot, leading to all four goals. Uh, Peter wasn't great, but he was in overtime. Carolina had a chance to win it in overtime. Carolina had a chance to win it in the shootout. Didn't. Detroit earned two points tonight. I am not getting bent out of shape over a loss to the Red Wings. And if you think, ah, they suck. What an easy mark. I think they have, what, 14 wins this year? 13 or 14 wins? Not a lot. It's certainly not a lot of wins. Uh, but And three of them have come against Carolina. It happens, man. Uh, how many times has Florida beaten Carolina this year? Once in overtime. Hurricanes are 5-0-1 against the Panthers. I mean, again... Not that big a deal. Not that big a deal. Uh, Carolina was not good in the overtime, which is unusual because Carolina is usually very smart in the overtime. Uh, Andrei Svechnikov inexplicably just gave the puck away. Don't even didn't even understand that. Sebastian Ajo tried to skate through a bunch of players and couldn't lost the puck. Uh, and Mrazek came up with his biggest saves. I mean, he had some good saves in uh, regulation, but he came, I think he came up with some big saves in the overtime and. Uh, gave Carolina a chance. And uh, again, Peter wasn't at his best tonight, but I think I thought in the overtime, uh, he really was. I think the worst goal Peter gave up was the breakaway to Adam Ernie. I think that was the worst goal Peter gave up because he was too deep in his net. Um, Andre had some great scoring chances tonight. I thought, again, played for the most part a pretty clean game. He had a couple of mistakes. He had the mistake in overtime I mentioned. Uh, gave the puck away on... Uh, twice in the same shift. I think it was midway or early in the third, but Carolina didn't get scored on in those situations. So it didn't cost them. But, um, you know, for the most part, I thought Andre was very good tonight. Uh, but both he and Jesper Faust missed wide open goal, wide open nets. Svetch had a puck squirt out to him on the power play, and he just uh, rifled it high. I mean, he has the entire upper part of the net. Uh, Spetch is going to bury that, I don't know, nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten. Uh, and then Jesper Faust had a pass cross to him. I'm trying to think who it was. I think it was Andre who passed the puck across to uh, Faust. Uh, and he all he had to do was redirect it on net, and he redirected it wide. So Hurricanes could have had more goals tonight. They absolutely could have had more goals tonight. So uh, they didn't get the most out of their evening, although they scored four. Hey, just to see Carolina score four goals is uh, is a pretty cool thing. 
Uh, and they uh, they had a goal called back, which I'm not arguing. I, I, I mean, I I got no problem with the call. Um, it didn't look initially to me like Nino Niederreiter had interfered with Thomas Grice uh, and his ability to move to make the save. Uh, but you could see skate on skate, uh, which may have had something to do with Grice not closing the five hole there. So I understand. And uh, so they took the goal away. Uh, and then Carolina scored a minute later. So has no has no bearing on anything. No bearing on anything. So uh, I think we should all just move on from that. Uh, but look, you're not always going to be at your best. Carolina was a little... Uh, Loose in their own end tonight, and uh, Jake Gardner made made the the fatal error of having your shot blocked at the blue line, right at the blue line, and having it go the other way. Now, I am not going to tell you that I didn't think about Hayden Fleury when Gardner had his shot blocked and it went the other way, and the reason I'm saying this is because that's like the Hayden Fleury special. So that happens all the time to Hayden Fleury. So I think Jake Gardner just wanted to uh, give his buddy a little shout-out uh, wherever Hayden was watching the game, probably in the locker room at that point. Uh, so and that caught that again, that was a great play by Adam Ernie, who blocked the shot and earned, get it, the goal. Uh, by the way, Ernie has uh, 10 goals this season, three of them against Carolina. Um and that was the one I thought Peter should have saved, but it was, I mean, it is a breakaway, but Peter was so deep in his net, he didn't come out and challenge Ernie. Uh, Ernie had to uh, to go to the backhand, and uh, Peter kind of uh, flinched and, and dropped down. Uh, if he makes himself big, gets out a little bit more on top of the crease, it's not a goal. Uh, but such is life. Hurricanes uh, weren't awful. They generated a bunch of scoring chances, didn't get enough of them to go, lose 5-4 in a shootout, but you get a point, and you move on. Uh, one uh, one quick thing that I want to get to before we hit the recap, and then we'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. Trade deadline is Monday. Monday. So let's, adr- let's address two things. I said this uh, either in this podcast or on the radio. David Savard... You got to go get him because it's going to really sting when Tampa gets him. And the Tampa Bay Lightning added David Savard. By the way, I I, I, sh- I shouldn't I should have phrased that differently. I am not criticizing the Hurricanes for not getting David Savard. Uh Tampa gave up a ton to get David Savard. They gave up a first and a fourth this year and a third next year. Carolina's not giving that up for anybody unless with it comes a guarantee of winning the Stanley Cup. It's just they're not doing that. So, uh, but Tampa, who is now so ridiculously deep on defense with Hedman and McDonough and Sergachev uh, and Ruda and now Savard and Chernak uh, and uh, who are they have Shen. I mean, they are fr- and. Fr- uh, you know, Cal Foot, one of their top prospects. I mean, they are just loaded on the blue line. Loaded. Their seventh defenseman would uh, would start in Carolina. Would be in uh, on the third pair. 
whoever their seventh defenseman is would play for Carolina, I think. Um, that's how good they are on the blue line now. Uh, they've got the best goalie in the planet. They're getting Nikita Kucherov back in the playoffs. Uh, they are absolutely gearing up for a title defense. Uh, so I was not surprised. I knew Tampa was going to go out and do that because that's what they do. Uh, I was also wasn't supri- surprised that Florida added a defenseman, uh, especially when Aaron Ekblad is lost for the year and you're looking at 24 minutes a night of Mackenzie Weger, who's good, but he ain't 24 minutes a night, Mackenzie Weger. Uh, they're just okay on defense. They're not bad. They're just okay. So they needed to add somebody who uh, might end up raising their level a little bit. I'm not even sure Brandon Montour raises their level because he's going to have to play too big a role, I think. Um, but here's another guy I would have loved Carolina to have for two reasons. One, Carolina needs a better defenseman on their third pair. They need somebody that they can absolutely trust. Maybe Montour's not the perfect guy there, but as a right-shot defenseman, somebody that you might even pursue in the offseason, um, it would have been great to see him in a hurricane sweater to end this one out. Uh, so I really was hoping that they would go after Montour. He only cost Florida a third-round pick. Uh, and who knows, Buffalo might even be picking up part of that salary. I'm not even sure. Uh, so the deadline's coming up. Uh, and we saw Jake Gardner draw back in tonight. I'm not going to draw any conclusions about Gardner's ability based on his first game in a month. But uh, I've said this before. I think the Hurricanes need a uh, a legitimate... Uh, right shot defenseman for the third pair. Somebody who, in a pinch, can play 18 to 20 minutes a night. And somebody who you can pair with either Gardner or Jake Bean on the third pair to uh, just kind of uh, give a little bit more defensive support for uh, the fifth and sixth defenseman on the Hurricanes roster. Uh, They need that desperately. And uh, because if you think about these two things, think about, A, the uncertainty with COVID and injury. Where is Carolina if one of their top four defensemen goes down? Brady Shea got a little shaken up tonight. What happens if that is uh, a broken arm and Shea can't play? You got to have, I mean, Carolina's, uh, defenseman behind Pesci, Hamilton, Slavin, and obviously Shea. They can't play top four minutes. No, not even a chance. You have to have somebody who can do that. Uh, so they need to do that. And um, on top of that, you got COVID. Like COVID could just show up one day and take out half your team now, or or three players. So they need to add a defenseman. Uh, the forward stuff is more of a luxury for, for me uh, because, A, you're, you are in a way protecting yourself in case Tavo Teravainen doesn't come back. Uh, and if I were them, I would go after uh, a forward, um, somebody who might be able to score, but also somebody who can play anywhere. So I brought up the name Sam Bennett before. Bennett can help. Bennett could center your fourth line if everybody comes back healthy. Uh, but Bennett is a top nine forward in this league, and he plays a kind of a gritty, 
uh, feisty style, and that's good. Carolina could use that in the postseason. He's been good in the playoffs for Calgary in the past. Uh, but they just need, I think they need an extra forward, but they definitely need one if Tavo Teravainen isn't coming back. And again, uh, it's been forever without Tavo Teravainen. Uh, so with the deadline coming up, the Hurricanes really haven't done anything yet. Uh, I hope they do something. I think this team deserves every chance in the world of winning a Stanley Cup. Now, you had uh, two teams in your division make moves to add players that, theoretically, you should have had interest in. Uh, so uh, we'll talk more about the deadline with Alec Campbell uh, on the other side. And we'll also, uh, by the way, a little plug for the show on Monday, uh, John Forzen will come on and talk trade Deadline. So the Canes lose 5-4 to shootout. Let's do the recap. Then we'll talk to Alec Campbell. Uh, and then we'll all say goodnight and go watch the Masters tomorrow. Here's another plug. Uh, Hayden Fleury, uh, assuming he doesn't get traded, will join us on Monday to uh, as our guest Masters analyst. That's right, our guest Masters analyst. Hey, Hurricanes started on time. What did it get them? Remember that? Remember th- those conversations? They didn't start on time. Well... They started on time. They looked great in the first, oh, five or so minutes. And in fact, Hamilton keeps the puck in. Natchez finishes the deal. Trocek will wind that puck back into the Detroit corner. Good keep in at the point by Dougie Hamilton. Now across to the slot for Natchez. He scores! Marty Natchez had the empty netter on Thursday and gets the Canes going early in this one. one nothing on his 11th of the season. Really good, especially early, but that shot was a thing of beauty just inside the far post. He shot it from the left circle just inside the far post. It's one nothing Carolina. Uh, then there was the Red Wings' turn to kind of take advantage of Carolina's inability to clear the zone. Uh, and this was a by-any-means-necessary situation as uh, a, uh, a knee and a tip, uh, and then all of a sudden they had the lead. Carolina will get the puck to the point. Not out. Larkin puts one on. That Morazic kicks. Attempt by Stetcher comes through. And now a bouncing puck and they'll score. Dylan Larkin on a bouncing puck. Was Johnny on the spot in Detroit has tied this game at one at 13.45 in the first. Now there's Jacob Slavin working it through. Puck doesn't go through. It's deflected and they'll score. Another bounce out in front. The Detroit Red Wings have jumped out to a 2-1 lead with 9.50 to go here in the first period. Looks like Anthony Mantha on the deflection. It was Anthony Mantha in front with the tip. Uh, And again, both those goals were, I mean, extending the play back. You see Carolina had chances to get the puck out of the zone or control the puck and didn't. And ultimately, you pay the price when that doesn't happen. First goal goes off of Dylan Larkin's knee. Philip Zadina flipped it on uh, Mrazek with the backhand. Uh, he m- made that save easily, but it went right to in the air, went right to Larkin's knee and in. I mean, it's hard to really fault Mrazek there. I mean, it, Zadina was close enough that the rebound was not egregious. Weird goal. Good on Detroit. Uh, second one, probably a little bit more of an issue because Carolina struggled to get the puck out. And there were three players around Anthony Mantha, uh, and nobody, like, did much to him. Of course, it all happens very quickly. 
so even that probably is uh, is being overly harsh. Uh, but really just two fortunate goals. So Detroit's up 2-1, but it's all right. Uh, Jordan Stahl is the captain of this team and sort of an organized breakout play. He ties the game. Martin deflects it up for Jordan Stahl. He's got a lane. Stahl scores! The patented Stahl shot. Far post, and the captain ties it in two. Entirely sure that Jordan Stahl has a patent on that. I'd have to check with the U.S. Patent Office. I'm not sure that he actually has a a patent on it. He might have a trademark on it. Maybe a copyright. I don't think he has a patent on it. Uh, anyway, it's two two after one. All right, yeah, it's fun. It was a fun period of hockey. It wasn't the best period from a coaching standpoint, I'm sure. But two two midway through the second period, Cedric Paquette dislodges the puck in the hurric just outside the Hurricanes blue line. And Dougie Hamilton is there to finish it off. Geeky skates after it, gets it, lays it back at the point, skating in for the Kings and shot, they score! Dougie Hamilton! Racing into the zone, Hamilton, sixth of the season, and the Canes take a 3-2 lead. And by the way, Carolina got their own good fortune on that play because Geeky didn't lay it off for Hamilton. He had the puck knocked off his stick. Uh, and it went just directly to Dougie Hamilton, who was trailing the play. So there was Carolina's own good fortune there. Uh, that made it 3-2 Carolina. Uh, and then there was some friendly fire uh, with a puck that was kind of uh, bouncing around the crease. Mrazek made the initial uh, save, I guess, swat at it with his, uh, with his stick. Uh, ultimately, it caroms off Jordan Stahl's skate and five-hole, and it's 3-3. Uh, all right, let's we'll shake it off. Let's go to the third period. Um, and Jake Gardner had drawn in first time in forever, and he was playing the you playing in place of Hayden Fleury. Fleur's uh, Fleur's dropped out tonight. Uh, and one of the things that Hayden Fleury does too often, for my liking, is taking a shot from the point that doesn't have a chance of getting through. He Hayden Fleury gets his shot blocked too often at the point. And when you get your shot blocked close to the blue line, it is a breakaway waiting to happen, and that's exactly what happened to Jake Gardner. Puck out to the point for Gardner. His shot is blocked, and away comes Adam Ernie with speed down the middle, working in, and he scores on the back end. Blocks the shot, goes the distance, and now is given Detroit the lead with six minutes and 20 seconds to go here in the third period. It's a 4-3 Red Wings advantage. Adam Ernie has 10 goals on the season. Three of them are against Carolina. Uh, that was a good defensive play and a great offensive play. Uh, good on Adam Ernie, who looks like a pretty good player, uh, and he has certainly been a problem for Carolina. And ultimately, his shootout goal decided the game in the seventh inning of the shootout. So um, Adam Ernie was, uh, I'm sure, in the building, the first star of the game, because he probably should have been the first star of the game. So that's the mistake. The mistake is you don't, you can't take that shot. You just got to get it in deep behind the Detroit goal. And uh, Adam Ernie just made the play. 
Okay. Uh, now Carolina, because there there was not a lot of time left, six twenty left in the game when that goal went in. Uh, about a minute and a half later, Jacob Slavin went skating, and the Hurricanes tied it up. Or did they? Slavin has it into the Detroit zone on the back end, gets it to the point for oh, they score! Yeah, well, you see, Nino Niederreiter was actually in the crease behind Thomas Grice, uh, and the referees decided that, after the fact, that Nino's skate uh, made contact with Grice's skate, and that constitutes goalie interference. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I actually thought that, what the hell's Nino Niederreiter doing in the crease behind the goalie? So... Uh, I think Shane Willis said in the post game that anytime you're behind the goal or, or in the crease with the goaltender, just assume that the goal is coming back. Uh, I kind of assumed that goal was going to come back. I was not, I was not uh, heartbroken when it did because I kind of expected it. I did not notice at first that Nino uh, interfered with Grice, uh, but skate on skate is probably good enough for interference. But guess what? The Hurricanes weren't done. They didn't give up. Sebastian Ajo picked a side. Snatches at the blue line. Works it across to Pesci. Pesci goes down low to Niederreiter. Back to the point for Natchez. He goes across for Ajo. Ajo looks for Nagel. He scores! And this one's not coming off the board. Ajo ties it at four. Mike was right. It didn't come off the board. The Hurricanes tied it at four. The Hurricanes got to overtime, got to a shootout, and they just didn't win it. Okay, you got a point. Didn't play your best. Uh, gave up a little too much. Uh, sloppy in your own end. Some uh, you know self-inflicted wounds, and you still got a point. Uh, Andrei Svechnikov uh, extended the shootout with a shootout goal. Uh, Red Wings scored first in the shootout. Uh, Dougie Hamilton and Vincent Trocek were were shut down. So it was up to Svech to extend it. He did. Then in the seventh inning, Adam Ernie won it. Uh, and that's that. So first, uh, well, it's not even a loss for Peter Morazic, right? Uh, Morazic has, I guess, lost to the Red Wings and now lost in overtime to the Red Wings this year. Maybe Peter's the problem. I think we'll see Alex Nedeljkovic on Monday. Maybe not. Maybe we'll see Peter again on Monday. Uh, I think at some point Rod's going to go to Peter almost exclusively because let's remember here, when we get to the postseason, it is going to be the Peter Morazic show. Uh, so we'll take a short break. We'll come back with Alan Campbell on the other side. Canes fall to Detroit, 5-4 in a shootout. Uh, we'll talk to Alec about the trade deadline. We'll talk to him. I also have a bonus story that uh, if you are a parent, you're going to want to hear. A bonus story if you are a parent, you are going to want to hear. Uh, Hurricanes fall in a shootout 5-4 to the Red Wings. Uh, the Canes Corner podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. I hope you will follow us. I hope you will give us a rating and a review uh, and let us know what you think. Uh, feedback is always, always welcome. Alec Campbell, next. My man, Alec Campbell, 
Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network, uh, and somebody who will be on the first tee tomorrow, well, not literally, uh, figuratively on the first tee, uh, as Hideki Matsuyama goes to chase down his first major championship. By the way, uh, he will be. it will be the greatest day in the history of Japanese sports. The greatest day in the history of sports in Japan. If he wins, if he holds on and wins. Will it really? Oh, I don't think there's... There, nothing will come close to this in Japan. Nothing. Really? Yeah. I can't... Uh, Honestly, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that would compare to uh, to this in Japan if he wins. And I can't wait to talk to Harry about it. And that means that they would have two winners because they had the the women's amateur winner was Japanese last week too. Right. So it'll be a hell of a hell of a week for. Japan, Japanese golf at Augusta. And I, I, yeah. Um, you know, I think we were talking about Matsuyama on, on Friday and I, I admire him because, you know, the, the Japanese culture is one that is like constantly in the pursuit of perfection. Um, and you, you can tell that like the way he swings the club is so, like deliberate, like he is just, he just is, it's like, it's perfect the way he sets the club. It's awesome. Um, and he like has this long pause at the top, but you know, I think it was Rolfing who was talking about it a couple of days ago who said it really well because you know, he, he hasn't won a ton. In fact, I can't even remember the last time he's won. Um, and he's actually struggled a little bit over the last year or something. Um, I had picked him in a golf tournament a, bu- a couple of years ago and I won that golf tournament in this pool that I was in. That's the last time I remember him winning. <laughs> but one of the, one of the things that Rolfing said was there's not much art to his game. And I think that's, that's so true yeah. that he's just, he's, he's, he's a, he's mechanical. He's a mechanical, yeah. he's a mechanical genius. And sometimes that can get in the way, man. There's just, there's, there's very little soul. It's all work, you know, but man, when he's on, he's so good. Sort of like the Detroit Red Wings tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea if that's uh, in any way similar at all. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. so the, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, they just have the hurricanes number, Alec. I'm so, yeah. I'm so not moved by that, by the way. Yeah, someone someone asked me that tonight on Twitter. They were like, "What is? Why, why can't we beat these people?" And I'm like, honestly, I don't think there's really a good explanation for it, other than sports. Yeah. And I think every year, if you you could find an underachieving team that for whatever reason has your number, and I think that's true for every team in the league. You know, I mean, we saw. You know, a couple of nights ago, we saw them beat. Uh, we saw a week ago, we saw them beat Tampa five one four one. They did five yeah. one. They did the Hurricanes a solid. So I, I think the margins are pretty slim in professional sports. And you know, like they say in football, any given Sunday, 
I mean, any given night, you could lose a game to another NHL hockey team. 100%. And that was the case tonight. You know, Carolina, just they just didn't have everything working at the same time, right? They, they, they made some birdies. They made some bogeys. You know, they hit some hooks. They hit some, some fades. You know, they got up and down a couple of times, but they, you know, they, they did a stupid and made a double bogey on the par five, kind of like Justin Thomas did, or triple bogey, actually, yeah. at 15 today. So, you know, it's it was just, it was sort of an up and down fight for them all day long, where it's like you're searching and searching and searching for the right move. And in that pursuit, you get the two-way miss and all that kind of stuff. And you kind of start overthinking it a little bit here and there, and uh, you just you just can't find a rhythm. It's a tough place to live. It, it is a tough place to live. Uh, I I did try to point out to people that wait, the Hurricanes can beat the Red Wings. They're three, two, and one against them. Uh, so it's right. it's not like you're just not going to win all the time in the NHL. Right. I mean, and I. I keep looking at the Red Wings, and I think you respect them as well. They've got a bunch of good players. What they aren't is really good defensively. Uh, and Carolina had plenty of scoring chances, didn't get enough of them to go. I mean, heck, they could have put this game away early. Carolina was right. all over them well, in, the first, uh, in the first period. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think if you look back on it, you'll – I think it was two things tonight. I think it was um, mistakes, the the mistakes, and a little bit of misfortune. And the problem is, is that there are mistakes made every night. Right. But what are the cost of those mistakes? And we'll we'll overlook them when they don't turn into goals. Yep. But tonight they turned into goals. I mean, you look at the and then and then the fortune part. I mean, listen. Dylan Larkin ran into the puck on the first with goal. His knee. Literally. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I, this is why I thought, I thought Peter was kind of fighting it a little bit because that rebound, he kind of pushed out to towards Larkin crashing the net Yeah, and he crashed into it and scored. All right. Whatever. Second one, Jacob Slavin has uncharacteristic puck handling issues in the corner. And, you know, whenever that happens, then you sort of scramble to get the puck out of the zone and he didn't give enough, he didn't get enough mustard on it. So it was an easy handle for Viega at the blue line and he threw one in for a tip. All right. That's a, that's a good, that's a good hockey goal in, in the sense of throwing a puck on net and getting a tip in front. But if Jacob doesn't mishandle the puck in the corner, maybe he gets it out yep. and there's no point shot there. You know, and and then you have the one that goes off a of stall's foot, misfortune. Then you have Jake Gardner who takes a shot and it gets blocked. And the problem with Jake Gardner is not him taking a shot because that's actually one of the things he does well. The problem is at this point in his career, he's gotta get it through because he doesn't have recovery ability. And so every everything just about everything or enough things that they did poorly turned into goals tonight and they just never really grabbed the game at any point. It was kind of a, it was kind of a weird game well, in I, that sense that it, it was just, it was just good finish. 
No, no, no. I don't really have much else to say other than it was sort of like I hesitate to call it sloppy because I'm not sure it was sloppy. It was just um, they just never took any kind of sustained control. They would they would have moments of it and then they would give it away. Like I say, it was a, their their card was littered with circles and squares. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing. I actually think they were in control of the game until the first Detroit goal. I think that was the that was the moment when the game kind of uh, became this up for grabs affair. Because I thought for the first six or so minutes, Carolina was just dominant. And again, could have had more uh, than the one. And the Natchez goal was great. Um, and then that one went in, and I think Tripp even said Peter came back to earth tonight. Uh, yeah, Peter yeah. was Peter was not great. I thought he was worst on the last goal. I think to me that was the worst goal, the Adam Ernie goal, uh, because uh, Jake Bean did a good enough job to force Ernie one way, and much like we said, uh, who was it with uh, Reimer the other night? Like once you got a guy on his backhand and there's nothing else he can do, you just attack the shot, and Peter kind of stayed back. And he made himself small, and Ernie was able to get it over him. I'm not taking anything away from Adam Ernie, uh, but because of the job that Jake Bean did, there was no chance that Ernie was coming back across. So that's a goal that, to me, Peter probably should save. Uh, but regardless, Peter made some great saves in the overtime. Carolina had a chance to get out of there with two points. It didn't work. Uh, at least they got one. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not crazy. You know. I'm, I'm not mad uh, that they didn't beat Detroit at all or didn't beat Detroit in regulation. Uh, they they missed a couple of three-footers, right? Yeah. They missed a couple of three-footers, yeah. and they were tricky. They were a little downhill mm-hmm. slider three-footer. You had to put it outside the hole. Uh, but, you know, it uh, it happens. I'm not, again, I'm not Yeah, and, not you know, when, when, you, when you get yourself out of trouble, you know, let's say you pump one right into the pine straw on 13, say, you know, and then you punch out back into the fairway. All right, now you've got an easy wedge. You can't dump that into the creek after that, yeah. right? So you don't take advantage of the recovery. And I think that, that kind of happened too many times. And it was you like, can't three okay, after we've, that. Yeah, we've got ourselves in a little sticky wicket. Then we, we recover nicely, but then we blow the recovery. And it's like, you know, it's just it's tough to win that way. You can't rely on it. It's possible. You can come out, you know, with, you know, you can come out under par, but it's going to be a fight till the end. All right, but let's, let's talk about the real recovery. Let's talk about chipping in uh, for birdie after, uh, after a tough hole, like, a, like ty- when Tiger chipped in. Uh, in 2005, after hitting it long and left on 16, uh, he comes up with the goods. So you give up the right. Adam Ernie goal. And by the way, I want to give Jake Gardner credit here. Uh, he knew he was stepping in for Hayden Flurry. That's the Hayden Flurry signature. Getting your shot blocked at the point, right. going the other way. Right. That's the signature. Right. So uh, I'm sure he pointed up to the press box. That's uh, That one's for you there, Fleurs. Um, but... I don't even know what I was going to say now. Oh no! So uh, sure. you're you're, yeah. you're you're down a goal, and then you uh, Slavin makes a nice play in the offensive uh, end of the ice, doing the Martin Natchez skating it around, 
It gets it to Aho at the point, who just one times it on net. But Nino is behind uh, Thomas Grice. This is where I, I was like, I may not know the rule, but I don't yeah. think they allow you to be behind the goalie. See, I, <laughs> yeah, that was my thought too. Like when they were when they were coming up with or trying to explain the rule, I was like, okay. I mean, I. If, if if it's possible to be back there and like tip the puck in cool. I, I didn't know that, but I'm just going to go with my gut here that that just doesn't seem like it's a good goal. Right. Like, cause it just doesn't seem like that's possible, but so I, I think whatever, what, what, maybe what it is. you lose benefit of the doubt. So there was apparently skate right. on skate contact. And then, then so that just go, lets them go. Yeah, no goal. You're, what you're, about being in the paint? When, wh- you can be in the paint. Well, I mean, he was... See, I didn't even necessarily agree with Tripp that he was held in there. Like, Nino could have gotten out. Um, so, But they they actually went with contact. Uh, Nino's skate to Grice's skate. And uh, look, that, that, could have been, that could have been true, too. So I was not... I was not upset that they took that goal off the board because I kind of thought they would. Uh, but I will then give them total credit for uh, the Ajo yeah. goal because they didn't, all right, let's go back to work. They went back to work and they got the goal. So good for them. Right. You, right. You didn't let the three-putt bogey bother you, right? And then you, then you found a birdie on the next hole, which that's the way, that's the way that I look, look at that. You know, every once in a while, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to three putt one. That's yeah. just the name of the game. But then, you know, find a way, find a way to, 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 to get that shot back, you know? So I like that resiliency from them. Um, look, by the way, every shot they took, every goal they scored far post on Grice had <laughs> right. to be the book, had to be the book. Every one of them was a snap wrister to the far post. Dougie Hamilton does not know this. Yeah, apparently not. And you know, well, maybe he he probably maybe he does. really does. He probably does. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. They there is nothing left to chance. Absolutely nothing left to chance. Let's get to a couple of more things before we wrap this up because the pollen is killing both of us. I'm sure. Um, first thing is trade deadline. Uh, you and I talked about it on the radio, didn't we? Not getting da- David Savard is going to really hurt when Tampa gets him. So ta- <laughs> yeah, that's right. You you said that. I, it's it's absolutely typical Tampa. Hey, a couple of years ago, they didn't need uh, McDonough. They didn't need McDonough. Yeah, they were they had a their blue line was great, but. Why not go out and get him if we can? So now their blue line is just completely ridiculous. It's drunk. Uh, you've got Hedman. You've got McDonough. You've got Chernak. You've got Sergachev. Uh, now you have Savard, Ruda, um, Shen. I mean, Shen's not great, but holy cow, the seventh guy, the guy that doesn't dress would be Carolina's fifth defenseman. The guy who doesn't dress would play for Carolina. Right. 
still think they need a yeah uh, another blue liner. I mean, was the what what kind of was the price tag for Savard too much though? Uh, two things. My intel says that they didn't really want Savard that much. That they didn't think um, didn't think he was as good as uh, his reputation is. Same thing with uh, Brandon Montour, who went from Buffalo who, to Columbus. Florida. Uh, what? You mean Columbus didn't want him? No, 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 no. That the Hurricanes didn't want him. Oh, the, the Hurricanes were not okay. hot for either Savard or Montour. Right. Which well, you know, you, they they have their own research. That's fine. Um, my my feeling was uh, whether they're not as good as their names are. Um, they're both better than whoever Carolina has on their third pair. So again, not knocking Bean or Flurry or Gardner, uh, but nobody can tell me that. David Savard playing on your third pair with whoever that is, isn't a better third pair than we have now. And same thing with Brandon Montour uh, and only a third round pick. By the way, Tampa gave up a ton for day for however many 16 games of David Savard. Yeah, that that's what I was asking. Yeah, they gave up How, a ton. Was, was that price, was that price tag worth it? Um, It's worth Yeah. I mean, if you're, you have a team that's good enough to win a Stanley Cup? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's absolutely worth it. You, you trade a first-round pick. You trade three draft picks for a Stanley Cup every day. Every day. Yeah. That's what that, that's what I say, too. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I thought Tripp brought up an interesting point in the aftermath, too. With the, the way the season is, with the um, – with you know, the, the, the prospects, the prospect seasons. Right. If teams are more willing to part ways with draft picks, early round draft picks, just because guys have had sort of weird seasons and broken seasons and maybe haven't played as much, stuff like that. That's possible. I don't believe this team is going to give up a first round pick unless they're getting Connor McDavid back. Um, they, the value that they place on first-round picks is uh, above and beyond. The only reason why they went and got Brady Shea last year was because they had no choice, and they had two first-round picks. If they had two first-rounders, uh, they probably would have been more uh, involved in David Savard. Uh, and maybe they'd All be right. more involved in, uh, in other things uh, as well, but um, they still need... You know, here's the other thing about it. And forget about David Savard. And forget about the fact that Rod generally shortens his bench uh, with his third pair. Um, what happens if, A, you get an injury to one of your top four? Or B, COVID shows up? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons to add depth to your blue line. And in the postseason, depth is everything. Everything. So, I still think yeah, they'll do yeah, something. I'm with you. They'll do something, but I, I mean. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, yeah, ho- hopefully they'll do something and just Montour and Savard just weren't their guys. So, it, it, but if they, you know, don't do anything, then I think it's a problem. Yeah. 
and it's again, I'm not even. So who's the guy then? I don't know. I really, I really don't know. Uh, Anaheim's probably got some guys that might be available. I know uh, I've heard the name Josh Manson uh, mentioned a few times. Alex Goligoski for uh, from Arizona, uh, although they're right in a playoff race, so it's going to be it's hard to close your eyes and see them uh, moving somebody. Is it possible that Chicago would give up a defenseman? I don't know. I mean, Chicago's. I mean, who? I mean, I don't know that they're out of it. Um, I don't know. So you, you need you need somebody who can play. Hell, uh, I mean, it's not ideal, and I don't even know if he'd play that much. You can go out and get Mark Stahl. I think yeah. they probably trust Mark Stahl uh, on the blue line playing with Jake Bean. You know, Stahl, his is it's basically over, but they they right. just need to have some depth. Uh, and they right. don't have NHL depth right now. Righty but, depth too. And well, they desperately need. I have been saying this for a while. They need a right uh, a right shot on defense. Uh, I think the forward, which to me, uh, they need if Tavo Teravainen isn't coming back. Um, I'll believe he's coming back when I see him back. Uh, but even with him, I think they need another forward. But that was that would be sort of a luxury. I'm assuming that Brock McGinn will come back, but uh, they I think they need to add there too, but especially since Ter, uh, Tara might not be back. I got one more thing I want to bring up, and then we'll uh, we'll go uh, prep for, uh, we'll go to the range and prep for tomorrow's final round of the Masters. Uh, so right. my uh, we had a big youth sports day today. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, Juventus uh, tied Man U... Uh, 1-1, gave up a goal, like, right before the whistle. Right before double whistles, the long whistle at the end. It was very dis- disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, the Whalers, it's my, uh, my 12-year-old's hockey team, uh, they won a game 7-4 tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack Gold with the, uh, with the game winner that made it 5-3. So, uh, ultimately, that was the game-winning goal. Uh, parked himself right in the top of the crease. Got a cross-ice pass from uh, Harrison and just one-timed it uh, right past the goaltender. It was great. Beautiful goal. Uh, but the best, nice. the best thing about it, you've heard me uh, refer to what I believe he's going to be as a hockey player, that he's ultimately going to be a goon. It yeah. Ha- it happened tonight. He, he nice. Gooned, he gooned tonight. So I, I what actually, happened? Well, see, this is see, it's not just being a goon. He, he's a character player. So uh, uh, two of his teammates got knocked down, uh, really in open ice, by the same guy for the other team. I don't even know the name of the team mm-hmm. he played. Mm-hmm. And so Jack was mad. That guy skating around behind his own goal, going after the puck. Jack was theoretically also going after the puck, but he wasn't. And he just smushed him against the boards behind the goal. Smushed him. Jack, the official blew the whistle. Jack immediately didn't, he just skated right to the box. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. It was awesome. 
It was absolutely you know? awesome. So, Character. Sometimes you know what you're going for, you know what's <laughs> going to happen, and you're willing to pay the price. <laughs> and it was so that's funny. It. I sent, la- he sent a sent a message. He absolutely did. Because I, I, I honestly, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, come on, he was just going for the puck. Uh, and but you're not allowed to check. I mean, it's not right. a non-contact game, but you're not allowed to check. So, uh, but I asked him after the game. I said, like, "You were going for the puck, right?" He goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "That kid, that kid hurt two of my teammates. I wasn't going to let him do that." Yeah. <laughs> End of story. Oh, it was beautiful. It made my night. Yeah, that's. I laughed so hard. I I laughed for about twenty minutes straight. I, what does a kid eat? What does a kid eat on a day when he plays a soccer game and then a hockey game? Chicken all day long. All like day, just whole chickens, pounds <laughs> of it. He had he he didn't eat our our soccer game was at ten. He didn't eat before the soccer game, so. Uh, I'll give out the plugs. We did a uh, a four-piece Bojangles Supreme after soccer. Came home. Uh, he actually might have even had chicken tenders at home, too. Uh, not really sure. I think there were a couple left. He might have uh, polished those off. Uh, and then after hockey, our uh, our hockey game was 4.30. Uh, we did a uh, spicy chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A. Nice. All day chicken. That's all he had. Yeah. Well, chicken, chickens, that's good protein. I guess. Yes, good for you. I guess. So there you go. Well, sounds sounds like a cool day. We're teething over here. So that's a, that's what we were doing, uh, <laughs> which is always which is always great fun. And I'm, I'm obviously just now experiencing this for the first time. So no goals or uh, gooning, just, uh, just incessant crying from teething. Yeah, well. It'll uh, brutal. Give give him some ice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I told him. Rub some ice on it. And get the hell <laughs> back out there. I I'm trying to remember nah, we, what we did for teething. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Nah, we you know we, we've ch- we've tried all kinds of different things, uh, and you know he'll he'll chill for short periods of time and then wake back up and do it again, but. Yeah, it should be something. It's all good, could, man. Should be something you could put in the freezer that you could uh, freeze that he could just gnaw at. That isn't something that he would yeah. uh, accidentally swallow. Yeah, we get we got those like little popsicle things that you like. You can put go. ice in or a piece of piece of fruit or something. Yeah, he doesn't he, like them. He doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't do it. But no, he likes he, fruit. He he does like fruit. He does like fruit. But he was too he was too hysterical every time I tried to give him that thing. That he just didn't he didn't want to do it. He was better off with just a passy. All right. Well, and like some Tylenol, so and yeah. we've got this like this you know organic like rub stuff to put on his teeth. I don't oh, know. Beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> He'll be fine. All right. Well, uh, best to uh, best to trips teeth. Thanks, man. All right. And, uh, Appreciate it. Good Enjoy. luck Good luck to Hideki Matsuyama. If it's not him, who do you want? Brian Harmon. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see um, Xander nah, Shoffley. Just, uh, 
no, I, I, uh, yeah, Xander would be great. I think he's a hell of a player. Um, you know, I, I forget where Harmon is actually in the pecking order. I think he fell apart, um, didn't he? Or no? Um, he's minus four. Yeah, that's too so far it's back. Shoff, it's Shoffley seven, Leishman seven, Rose seven, Zalatoris seven. I think Zalatoris would be a fun story. Um, I'd love to see Speed, you know, get a, you know, shoot a number and make it interesting. Um, I, I just hope we get a good good golf tournament. Honestly, I, I just want to see. I want to see some some haymakers, right? I want to see some some birdies. You know, I want to see guys going back and forth. Um, I want it to be interesting. Uh, it's really up to Matsuyama. You know, yeah, he'll anything, have to come back a little bit. Anything but. under par, it's going to be hard for somebody to catch him. Yeah, agree. He'll have to come backwards. So, but uh, all right. Well, we'll en- see. Maybe somebody it. can put some pressure on him. Enjoy it tomorrow, and we'll talk again after Jordan Stahl plays his one thousandth game on Monday. All right, sounds good. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the golf talk. And I hope you enjoyed the story of my son becoming a goon right before my eyes. I still can't believe that I watched that and he knew exactly what he was doing, and that was awesome. Sorry. I hope it wasn't your son that got hit. and I'm glad that nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt in the game. Very excited for that. Uh, anyway, the Canes Corner Podcast is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Uh, No obligation estimate right there online, aluminumcompany.com. Roofing, siding, windows, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, you name it, at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Canes fall in a shootout 5-4, but they're still in first place, and they started on time. They just didn't finish on time. Well, they finished when they were supposed to finish. They played 65 minutes of hockey. Uh, Until Monday, and Jordan Stahl will have played 1,000 NHL games He's also going to be a special guest on the Morning After podcast on Monday. So until then, I am Adam. Uh, Do us a favor. Follow us. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Follow the Canes Corner podcast. Give us five stars because, well, why not? What are you going to do? You're going to give us a one-star rating? Come on. Uh, Anyway, we'll talk to you Monday after the Canes and the Red Wings play again. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sportsfan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.